There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Hello, Australia. Welcome to My Millennial Property with John Pigeon and Emily Wallace. Now, have you ever wondered how you can easily find an agent to sell a property, Emily? I reckon that's one of the hardest tasks, right? To find an agent and a good agent too, not just anyone. Yeah, and a stressful experience, isn't it? For people that don't do it every day for a living, they just want to offload their biggest asset that Mm -hmm. they'll probably ever own. So let's deep dive into that, shall we? Let's get into it. I'm keen to hear more. So we welcome uh, David Ganane from Agent Select. How are you, David? Great, John. Great to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Now, it's a familiar face. David was uh, five years my senior at uh, high school back in the day. Oh, my goodness. So I want to hear stories. He hasn't aged at all either. He still, uh, still looks the same age. So, Peter Pan. <laughs> but uh, fast forward to now, he's got a prop tech, fintech, uh, as, the, as the buzzwords around the, <laughs> around the streets um, in the form of Agent Select. So tell us what Agent Select does. Yeah, thanks, John. Look, uh, Agent Select, we've been around now for about seven years in our most current incarnation. Um, yeah, we're a property service business and you know, our role in life is to support homeowners across Australia through one of the most stressful, expensive and uh, complicated transactions they'll ever encounter, which is selling their property. Okay, so let's break it down for the listener. So why would they come to you um, to be able to start that process? Or, or do they come to you to start the process? Is that the idea of it? Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's sort of remarkable and we can sort of even go up a notch to just you know, what we call the, the, the rise and rise of the comparison consumer, right? So we, particularly in the last couple of years over COVID, but even in the lead up to that, the um, the nature of consumerism is around doing your research online before you go to transact. Yep. And, um, you know, a quick sidebar, I spent my early years working in the automotive industry um, for 10 years. And, um, you know, back in the 90s, people would, uh, you know, look to buy a car, but they'd spend their weekends trawling through different dealerships and choosing their colours, et cetera, et cetera. Jump forward 20, 25 years. And most of the dealerships these days are just delivery points because people have researched online, mm. I've worked out my car, my colour, my options, the price points, and I've done it all online. I just go to the dealership to pick up the car itself. Mm. You jump back into the property space and most people um, over the journey in the real estate sector in selecting an agent would usually go with someone that they know a, f- a recommendation from a friend or the kids go to school with a friend whose parent is an agent. Yep. So it's all mostly on word of mouth. But a big part of, I guess, how people research these days is all online. So that's how they come to us. Mm. They come to us because they want a comparison. They want a degree of independence uh, and objectivity in, in who they are going to be recommended to assess to sell their biggest asset. Yeah, okay. So 
whilst we're on the comparison, the the car for me is a is a transaction where there's my car, I've got the money, that's the price I'm paying. I don't really need to get to know the dealer so much or shake hands and in, enjoy the, the person's company because it's just a straight one-off. I've done that in, in, in a 24-hour period. With a real estate agent, it's quite different, isn't it? Obviously, there's the rapport, there's the, uh, I suppose, good old stomach feeling, there's the, there's the marketing journey, there's a process that might take 12 weeks or longer. Talk to us about how we navigate through that. Yeah, you, you raise a great point because there's, the, I mean, in simple terms, there's two parts, or two dimensions, I guess, to a real estate transaction. I think this works on the buy side as well as the sell side, right? Because one is the nuts and bolts of the commercial element, right? How much is it going to cost me? What is the commission I'm going to get charged? There's marketing costs as well. There's a sales authority period. And, and most of the things I've just rattled off there, a lot of homeowners know nothing about, mm. Um, because it's a transaction on the sell side that happens on average in Australia once every 10 to 15 years. Right. Having said that, the commercial side of the transaction is often the second order priority. The first order is the emotional complexity of that and the, the, the primary decision point for selecting an agent is around trust and it's around – because at the end of the day, you're trusting someone to sell your biggest asset – you're trusting someone to wheel in strangers to your house every Saturday morning or Wednesday afternoon for open for inspections. So you want to have a connection with that person. Mm. And so what we find over the years, and in early days people used to say to us, oh, you're just a commission comparison site. And we'd say, no, 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 not, not at all. And you know, over the journey we're now sort of you know, five or 600 sort of customer reviews um, about our service. But and I always challenge people to go to those reviews and tell me where you can find where someone has said, thank you for getting me the lowest commission. No one's ever said that. Mm. The thing they've said is, thank you for putting me in front of someone that I can trust. I didn't know who to turn to. Uh, the agent was great. They you know, looked after me, looked after my family, etc. Yeah, okay. It's a really valid point because even off air before um, you came in today for the interview, I was talking to John about the fact that commission comparisons, you know, is often people try and drive down on those sorts yeah. of things, but it is a secondary thing. And I think getting the right person, particularly when you're selling your own home, I feel like this platform would also be great for investors who potentially bought in an area they don't reside in. And their default might be, oh, I'll just sell with the agent who sold me the home in the first place. Mm. And I would question, is that actually the best agent? You know, it's yeah. not. Ju- it shouldn't just be by default that that person gets the listing. Mm. I think we do live in a world where we, we do want comparisons. We want choice. We want to make sure we've made a good choice. And particularly with a sale price, you know, it's a great outcome, but such a large amount of money. We want to make sure it's managed properly. Yeah, no, outstanding point, Emily. And I think we found that very much over our sort of journey. And I guess two, two things in what you said there is one is that we, you know, our, our mantra is as a business um, is about educating and empowering our customers to make their own decision. So we, we stop short in our service proposition from actually making a recommendation saying, you know, Emily, you should choose John from Ray White because he's a ripping guy. And you know, we, we don't do that. Um, I'll talk separately about how we go about that process, but but we 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 never in our education and empowering of our our customers, we will absolutely steer them away from going for the lowest commission. Yeah, because if they go for the lowest commission, that agent is probably got other listings that are earning him or her higher commissions, 
and that's going to get the share of their attention. Now, you don't want that. Mm. Um, and so we often say it's not about the lowest, it's definitely not about the highest, but there's a, an in-between point there that is, is, is going to make the most sense. Mm. That's interesting, isn't it? Because most people would go with the lowest naturally. Um, yeah, but and, you get what you pay for, right? Surely. Well, yes, but, but first-time customers yeah. might not be thinking that. They're thinking, okay, I've got a million-dollar property, 2%, 20 grand versus 3% or one and a half or two and a half or whatever it is. But uh, as our podcast in general we focus heavily on cash flow management. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can save five grand here by going mm-hmm. to this cheaper agent um, down the road. Let's give them a go. But the question is, if the cheaper agent sells it for a mil at 1.5%, but the agent who charges 2% sells it for 1.1 mil, where's the real win? Absolutely. And we talk about the experience, which you're no doubt going to, to allude us to now. So where, where do you start and where do you stop for, for the consumer? So, so I guess the, um, the problem to solve, if I just start with that, just, just contextually, I guess the problem to solve and, and just a couple of quick data points, there's in Australia in terms of residential properties, there's you know, circa half a million so, you know, sold every year. Uh, and that can oscillate to five fifty thousand to four eighty, depending on where the market's at. But rough and dirty, half mean uh, residential properties sold every year. The commissions that are paid by homeowners to the real estate agents that sell those properties is now well north of six billion dollars. Mm. Uh, so it's a massive amount of money that is going into the pockets of real estate agents. There's uh, north of 40,000 licensed real estate agents, individuals in Australia across fourteen to 15,000 licensed real estate agencies. Now, to be really clear, Agent Select, our service, we are not um, agent haters in blunt terms. We are actually quite the opposite. We are strong supporters of full service, uh, experienced local real estate agents. Um, Now, there are some absolute rock star agents in the country, but there's also a long tail of mediocrity, if I can be frank about it. And just to... Um, but in for a moment, yeah. there's a lot of turnover in the industry as well, isn't it? Huge turnover. And, and, and the turnover comes, John, with the uh, the oscillation of just the market. When the property market is flying, you have a lot of agents that come into the market and when it gets tough, a lot of them go out. Mm. But there, and, and, and to be really clear, there is a cohort of real estate agents in Australia that are absolutely brilliant, high integrity, highly commercial, deeply service orientated. And like any sector, there's just a cohort that aren't. Uh, and a big part of what our role is, is to sort the wheat from the chaff. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of transactions. It's one that's um, highly unfamiliar to most homeowners. Um, think Mortgage Belt Australia sell on average every 10 to 15 years. The average selling costs, um, particularly for metro areas on the eastern seaboard, is anywhere from eighteen to $30,000 when you look at the marketing costs and the commissions paid to an agent. So if I put myself into the shoes of, you know, my, you know, my parents, my aunties, uncles, whatever the case is, it's a transaction I need to go through, but I don't really want to, but I have to, I'm stressed. It's going to cost me a bomb, but I don't really know who to turn to or who to trust. That's the, I guess, the, the baseline problem to solve for us is to help those homeowners navigate their way through that transaction both on the commercial side, making sure that they get a very competitive deal, but also on the emotional side to make sure that we connect them with someone that they can actually trust that's going to meet their requirements. Mm. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. 
So um, for the agents that are on the platform, I assume there's you know, a platform where it marries up with the area and the agents that service that area and you connect the dots between those two. But for the agents sitting there, uh, do they go through a screening process or how do they land as an agent select agent? Yeah, and, and this is, um, I guess, one of the reasons we started the business, Emily, was because we saw that there were some models in the market where homeowners were being introduced to agents. But the agents that they were being introduced to was only a subset of the agents in that area mm. because those agents had signed up to go onto a panel yeah. or they'd paid to play through some sort of subscription service. Uh, and the poor old homeowner was you know, potentially none the wiser knowing that they're seeing six agents but there was probably 15 in the area. Mm. So we flipped that on its head. And so there's a technology side to our business that we've effectively, and this, this drives, I guess, the, 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 the core hallmark of our business is around independence. And that means that we have no bias to any particular agents, agency or agent. And how we achieve that independence is if you came to us, Emily, and said, look, I've got an investment property in Cairns, um, we have aggregated the performance data of every agent and agency in the country, and we refresh that every month. And so what that allows us to do is to say, if you've got an apartment in Cairns, our technology will instantly performance rank every agent and agency that's got a strong track record of selling your style of property within a radius of where that property resides. And we, we then go to the top two or three of those on that list. Um, and so that we let the data, the performance data, steer our, I guess, our ranking. Mm-hmm. And then we only ever go to... Uh, two or a maximum of three because anything else above that for a homeowner is overwhelming. So that that delivers, I guess, the independence. Right. So there's a massive amount of trust in your technology <laughs> mm-hmm. for that to happen, isn't there? Like, Absolutely. It, it's like the whole Google search. If you're not on the first page, forget it. Yep. So yep. you've got let, – let's play that game. So we've got the top three have, have come up on your listings. Uh, you then reach out to those top three and say, look, I've potentially got a uh, a person that wants to sell their home. Uh, are you the right person? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess there's there's one layer within that, John, that adds what we found, the feedback from our customers adds the real value because there's, before we promote a, a shortlisted number of agents to one of our customers, we have first fully qualified that customer, so that homeowner who's who's intending on selling their property. And the nuance here is everyone's story is different for, mm. for selling a property um, and, and they could be quite confident in, in wanting to do or being able to do that themselves or they could feel really vulnerable and everything in between. I'm upsizing, downsizing, mm. I'm a rent vester that's uh, selling to, to buy my first owner rock, whatever the case is. Now, our service delivery team fully qualify and understand the need of that homeowner and a and, you know, real-life example might be the technology might tell us that there's three high-performing agents or agencies, but the homeowner is telling us that it might be an elderly person who might have been widowed, and that person might say to us, look, I just want a female agent. Mm. Now, unless because we've qualified and listened to the need of the, the homeowner, we can then still go to the top three of those uh, agents on the list and we talk to the directors or the principals. We don't go to the rep. We go straight to the top of the tree. And we say, we've got a homeowner who's looking to sell their investment property or whatever the case is. Um, look, they're feeling quite vulnerable. They've got a real desire for a, uh, a female agent. Mm. A- and the director will go, hey, that's brilliant. Um, you know, Emily's you know, been with us now for years and she is an absolute rock star in dealing with people in that scenario. Yeah. yeah. So 
because we listen to the need and, and then we sort of use the data as a baseline, but we always go beyond the data to, to try and meet the need of the customer. Yeah, awesome. Um, one question I had before the break, you touched on one of the criteria being agents who sell a similar stock type or property type to what you're intending on selling. How important do you think it is that an agent is or has track record of selling a similar property to you? Because people can be localised agents and be specialised in an area, but if they're only selling two mil plus and you want to sell a 600k apartment, I would question if they have the buyer demographic for that. So does, is that a real like driver of the suitability? Yeah, that's that's a huge driver, Emily, and I think you've, you've nailed it uh, in, in one in that you can't, we can't, we can't, no one can rely solely on the data. You can't just say sales or listings volumes mm. makes you a good agent. Um, and we all know from our experience, um, and, and I'm sure you do as well on the buy side, that you've got agents or agencies that specialise in apartments, right? And, and, and they'll have the database that can sort of really support that transaction. And, and on the flip side, it's someone who specialises in, it might be sort of prestige in a suburban property, or it might be off the plan or whatever the case may be. Mm. So the reason that our technology filters at a property type is because it spins out more relevant uh, performance ranking, yeah. whatever better term. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we've got more questions for you. So we'll be right back. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All right, so we've gone down the rabbit hole. We, we understand the business model and how it operates for, for the consumer or, or the, the seller of the property, which I think is awesome because it's, it's not just um, an algorithm that says use this agent because they've got the best ranking. It's, it's let's, uh, let's choose the top three in this particular region, but let's understand the emotional needs of the seller which is outstanding, I think, mm. and, and must require some time from your staff and, and maybe some skill set from your staff to get that right. Yeah, it certainly does, John. And I think it's been the, uh, 
you know, if someone said to me, you know, if we're at a barbecue on a Friday night, they said, what's, what's been the biggest challenge over the last seven years? Um, one is, you know, the capital raising side of it, which is yeah. a different discussion altogether. <laughs> but, the, you know, the core of it is finding the right people. And it sounds like rhetoric, right? It's always about the right people to, to, to mm. work in your business. But because we're not a contact centre, you know, we're not selling hammers and nails and spanners and commodities. Mm. We're, we're, we're selling a solution to a life problem. Uh, that is different for everyone. So the the nature of the team that we have in our service delivery team is is really important. And and they you know some come out of property, some come out of finance, some have come out of totally different sectors. But all of them have got great life experience. All of them are great listeners. They're active listeners, and they and, and as as a mantra for our business, we're we're not a sales flog business unless we can solve a problem. We're not. We're not going to try and sort of force a solution down down someone's throat, so to speak. But, but yeah. the, the people that we've got in our service team, and this, I guess, is, is one of the other key points of difference for what we do, is after we introduce the agents to our homeowner, that's when our service delivery team get to work. So there's a, a, an ongoing service journey where our team will stay in touch with the homeowner before the agent appraisals, after the appraisals, as I said, our role is to educate and explain to people what a sales authority period is, what it, what that, an appropriate authority would be for your situation. And and as I think the three of us would know that people talk about the Australian property market and we often say there's no such thing. It's it's a patchwork quilt of sub-markets. Mm. And, and, you know, the, the commissions that are payable in far north Queensland are going to be monumentally different than what they would be in inner suburban Melbourne and everything in between. Yes. And, and the rank and file, understandably, you know, Mortgage Belt Australia just understandably don't know that. So our role is to inform them and, and, and help them sort of navigate that process all the way through to a successful sale. One thing that might go on a bit of a, a deeper level, I guess, of understanding for people who have maybe transacted a few properties or are aware of the term, and I'm just thinking out loud here, um, about a vendor advocate. So uh, the term vendor advocate is known to some people, but for those who don't know, it's effectively somebody who advocates for the vendor in the selling process. Now, the trick with vendor advocacy, a little insider knowledge here, is that sometimes vendor advocates also act as buyer's advocates. So they work on both sides of the fence. So a vendor advocate would interview three agents they would um, allocate the best agent possible for the seller and they split a commission. That's how a vendor advocate works. However, if they're working in the same area as a buyer's advocate, they may encounter, um, they might have a, a preference towards an agent based on their experience on the buying side. So in my head, this agent select is a really good independent solution because you're not working on both sides of the fence, right? Like you are like a virtual vendor advocate that has no vested interest in what ad, in, in what agent is chosen because you're completely independent. Because I feel like some people who would know the industry more would be like, but why wouldn't you just use a vendor advocate? And I feel like the independency is the reason why. Yes, spot on, Emily. And I think, um, yeah, for people that work in property, they'll often say to us, oh, so you're, you're just running a national vendor advocacy service. And, and so one, we are an advocate for the homeowner. Mm. But technically, we stop short of making a recommendation. So yes. this is, I guess, the key difference is a vendor advocate in, in, in its purest form goes all the way through to say, Emily, you should use yeah. John at Ray White. Yes. Um, we say we're about, again, educating and informing you and empowering you to make your own decision. So, uh, Emily, you've now 
in a position where with confidence you can select one of these two or three agents at your own choice, knowing that you've got the best in the area, putting their best foot forward with some competitive pressure to give you the best deal for your biggest asset being your property. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's awesome. So elephant in the room, as a consumer, uh, what – what do I uh, have to pay you or are you getting a, uh, a commission or a, a split from the selling agent that actually ends up engaging? Yeah, that's, that's a great, uh, great question, John, on our commercial model. So for the homeowner, they pay nothing. Um, our service is entirely no obligation for the homeowner. They can engage our service um, or, or they can choose not to. Mm. If they decide to sort of use one of the agents that we've shortlisted through that independent process we've spoken about, then that selling agent, when the property sells, so only on success, will pay us a referral fee. Right. Um, and and this is something that in our very first call with every homeowner, we're, we're very transparent with that. Mm. We say, hey, John, if, you're, if you engage our services, this is how we get paid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and there's, without bogging this discussion down in detail, we've got contractual checks and balances to ensure that the agent doesn't pass that cost back onto the homeowner by virtue of a, a higher commission rate or otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the homeowner, if if they don't choose your shortlist and go with another agent that that wasn't on your list, uh, there's you you basically lose out. Correct. Correct. <laughs> and, and this is this is where we sort of back ourselves in. And, yeah. Uh, it's it's the uh, yeah it's 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 sort of where we say, look, if our service isn't good enough. For you as a homeowner to be convinced that we've put in front of you high integrity, commercially competitive agents, mm. then that's our problem. It's not the homeowner's problem. I love that. That's good. Yeah, that's great. It's very transparent, I think, as well. Like, you know, saying up front what the referral is. Yep. And then it's no different if they go there directly or they go through you. Mm. Is there a um, time period in which, like, once you've introduced the agents, if the um, if the homeowner signs on in a certain time period, that the fee is payable? back to you or what's your sort of – because I guess you've done the legwork in making the introduction, right? So you kind of – you're the point of contact for X amount of time, I assume. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think the the obligation for the agent to pay us a referral fee yeah. if they're successful, um, that's 12 to 18 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it sounds like a long time but it's 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 really not because in, in our business – you know, a homeowner comes to us, you know, today for argument's sake and mm. said, look, I'm thinking of selling my property. They may not be for a range of, range of reasons really wanting to sell until spring next year. Yeah. And and then over the last couple of years with COVID lockdowns, I mean, there was delays and delays. And mm. so the period of time, the average period of time in our total business for someone to transact a property is five to six months. Yeah. From, from the first conversation we have. Yeah. Makes sense. And, and a lot of that would depend on the nature of the market as well. Like down in Melbourne at the minute, reasonably heated market, right? Um, so the days on market are a lot less. So you, you're getting your money a bit sooner at the minute. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, um, and that's, I guess, the, the swings and roundabouts of, of the national business. If we were solely sort of Melbourne focused, then you know, it would be a quicker turnover. Um, but, you know, 85% of our business is on the eastern seaboard, which is sort of, it represents the population mix of, of Australia. So, you know, we have some that transacts quickly and some that will take, you know, a year and 18 months. Yeah. No, that's good. I'm going to put you on the spot here, David. Um, I'm sure your business got strong KPIs. Uh, if I inquire on the internet, I say, right, agent select, I'm going to 
see what these guys are about and I'm um, looking at selling my home in, in um, Warwick Nabil. How long until one of your representatives will call me? Oh, I hope they're listening. Oh, they will be, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the, the mantra for us is, um, you know, between sort of 8.30 in the morning and 8 o'clock at night, it's, it's a 20-minute uh, sort of time frame to get a call. Yeah. And the reason for that is we don't want it to be five minutes because it's a bit sort of a bit, a bit overwhelming. Right? People get a bit shocked. It's like, hang on, you're, you're yeah. looking over my shoulder sort of thing. Yeah. But, but again, it gets back to, again, what we started with, which is this, this um, you know, comparison consumer sort of yeah. psychology is people are online researching and, and the commercial reality is if we're not calling them in 20 minutes, they're on to the next mm-hmm. option. Totally. Still yeah. searching. So, um, yeah. Well, I can come clean now because I rang you guys last week. <laughs> oh. and, uh, <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Mystery did. shopper. You rang, you rang or you went online? Went online. I, I went, oh, sorry, I went online <laughs> and, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I got the phone call pretty quickly. Good, so, good yeah, to you. Yeah. Good <laughs> to you, John. <laughs> so, uh, that yeah. could have been awkward if it wasn't. I know. Yeah. Three days later. <laughs> Absolutely. Still, I'm still waiting for the call. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. That's good. So uh, I, I knew it would be fine. But I'm just interested to know out there because you're right, it, there is that fine line between, geez, if, uh, if they're waiting by to ring me, they, either they're not busy, um, what's their business model like or mm. it's a bit creepy, mm. um, but then 24 hours goes by, I've forgotten about that and I've chosen someone else already. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think – and we're really big on not – you know, if someone doesn't pick up, that's okay. We'll try them again later in the day and then a couple of times over the coming days. But we absolutely don't ring people six times a day and just mm. call yeah. and call and call. That That's just... No one wants yeah, that. Yeah, we've all, we've all <laughs> been on the other end of the phone for that, but yeah. uh, it's not fun. <laughs> no. no, that's right. So where to from here from a, a business model point of view? You, like you've, what did you say, eight years young? Seven years young. Seven years mm-hmm. young and you've yep. got a board of directors and it's yep. a... It's a it's a bit of a big deal at the moment for you guys. So, where, where are you? What What's the next steps? Yeah, yeah, we've we've been sort of, um, you know, really really wrapped with the journey because you know we stuck to our our day one charter, which is around service and independence. And and you know, again, it sounds like rhetoric, but there's comparable models in the market that are low touch, just an introduction service, and they wash their hands and leave the homeowner to their own devices. Well, that's where we actually get to work. The the, the thing about us is and you know, we're, we're there to solve a problem and so we actively partner with organisations where that problem is probably over-indexed. So just by way of example, you know, we partner with three of the four major banks um, in Australia who will often refer borrowers to us that have, have found themselves in some financial difficulty for a range of reasons um, and that may need to voluntarily sell a property. And they're referring them to us because they know, one, that we're independent, mm. two, that we actually provide a service, mm. uh, and three, that the, the reviews that we get are, are, are quite sort of uh, you know, positive. Mm. So we've got you know, three of the four major banks. We've got uh, RACV um, who um, mid-COVID became our biggest shareholder. Um, so they now own um, a good chunk of our business yeah. and – and that's good because, again, it's, it's, it's a sort of, um, you know, it's a, a sign of confidence in our service model and, yeah. and the independence, et cetera, because they wouldn't do that unless we ticked all the hygiene boxes. Yeah. So for us, I guess, in terms of where to from here, it's, it's in our agent select business, it's just it's scaling that up further, but doing that at a way that stays true to our, yeah. our, our initial sort of uh, morals. We've also just launched, uh, which I haven't even told you about yet, John, we've just launched another line of business called Home Suite. Um, and it's for a different sort of demographic than, than uh, your audience. Um, so Home Suite, 
is a curated suite of services designed to support downsizers across Australia moving from their um, often their legacy family property mm. where the kids have grown up, uh, moving to their destination of choice, which is you know, your tree yeah. change, sea change, smaller proportion of retirement villages, but mostly just smaller lower maintenance properties. But home suite is our downsizer model. Yeah, going great guns early days. Uh, an agency with, with the to, amount of baby boomers say, that are uh, starting to that's a good pull business. Up stumps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's yeah, and that, and that carries the agent select core of yeah. values into it. But yeah. we we top and tail it with an integrated suite of services like conveyancing, pre-sale repairs, um, storage, decluttering, yeah, nice. utilities, disconnection, reconnections, uh, all the things that go with a property transaction that everyone hates. The decluttering is the biggest part. Oh, isn't that I what? always get people ask me for referrals of like an organisation yeah. person who can clean out the downsizer house because mm. there's just, you know, there's baby records, there's artwork from when the little one was in prep. Yeah. It's like you need to let go of these things. Oh, I'm looking <laughs> at my place now. I've got yeah. two teenage girls and uh, it's, it's a debacle already. I yeah. imagine when they go. And just handyman slash maintenance, isn't it? Like mm. just to come in and say, you know what, we need, just need a bit of an overhaul here on things, paint uh, paint the rooms and yeah. Yeah, to- yeah. And and again, all that all that goes back to trust as well because people know that they've got to paint the kitchen yeah. Paint the kitchen before they sell. They, so all of our sort of service providers are all police checked, insured, certified, tick, tick, tick. So, you know, people, you know, our customers have got confidence knowing that the person turning up to fix their roof is not going to, you know, gouge them and take their money and run. No, mm. that's right. Yeah. Well, it might not be our listeners, but maybe our listeners' parents might could take <laughs> advantage of that service. Yeah, so totally. check it out through the show notes. We'll put a link in there as well to have a look. So mm, sounds absolutely. like a, a good offering. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, David. I think it's a, a fantastic business model. It's mm. it's um I, I wanted to ask what the niche was, but it was pretty clear throughout the conversation that we established where the niche is and, and I think the fact that we're uh, emotionally connecting with the with the seller is extremely important, and, and no doubt sets sets you apart from the rest. Um, and and you're you're doing that essentially via technology, but you're combining it with the good old personal um, touch, which is uh, sometimes missing in a lot of business models, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. No, happy to happy to come along, and uh, great for the chat. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being a part of it. Um, for future episodes, if you're listening and you want to put a question forward, or you want a specialist to come in and have a chat to us, feel free to head to the My Millennial Money Facebook page, put your question, tag John and I, and we will get somebody in to answer it. We will indeed. And and look, not all episodes are going to be directly relatable to you, the individual listener, but if you can take one or two things from it, then it's been a win, hasn't it? Most definitely. Mm. Well, until next week, we'll speak soon. All right, bye. Bye. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And I've created the Buying Coach, built from my experience as a buyer's advocate to demystify the confusion around purchasing property, particularly for first home buyers. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today.
This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.